Guys, we are back for another episode of Content and Caffeine. This week, I was joined by Mickey Hernandez, and I was so, so, so excited to have Mickey on because as the co-founder and CMO of LaceUp Solutions, which is a direct store delivery software, Mickey is 100% a content marketing expert and content marketing practitioner. And I think the latter is more important. This man produces content at scale. We're talking three to six videos a day, or at least three videos a day. He corrected me in the, in, the, in the episode. It was three videos a day, but it feels like six because it's just so consistent. We're talking every day, guys. I can't keep up with his LinkedIn. I can't keep up with his Instagram. I can't keep up with his YouTube. And YouTube specifically has been a fantastic driver of revenue for Mickey and Lace Up Solutions. He talks us through the process of, you know, starting off about five years ago where he had one YouTube video that was bringing in two leads per month. Whereas today, his YouTube, his YouTube content only, just the YouTube content, brings in two to three leads per day and has already brought in over a million dollars in revenue for the company. So we're talking about some serious strategy here, serious consistency, serious persistence. And it's that kind of, you know, um, drive that has built Lace Up Solutions up uh, to 25 employees and they're growing still. So I personally, I, I learned a lot and I benefited a lot from, from Mickey's advice, which is very actionable, very down to earth. And I know for a fact that a lot of SaaS companies, a lot of software companies are going to benefit too. So if your content is hit a plateau, you're not sure how to engage with your target market specifically, uh, then please do listen to this episode. Taking Mickey's advice is golden advice. So I hope you enjoy it and I hope you implement it. Okay, so after some technical issues on, on both ends, to be fair, uh, <laughs> we, we've started. So Mickey, what's your favorite coffee, my friend? Favorite coffee, uh, Cuban coffee. I have, Cuban coffee, uh, okay. Yeah, I've got a. I, I drink about ten shots of espresso every day. <laughs> okay, that explains the. Uh, that explains what we're going to talk about today, which is just the sheer amount of content that you're producing on a daily basis. Uh, to give the the listeners some context, I, I I found Mickey through Instagram, and just the amount of content he's producing every single day on Instagram alone is phenomenal and inspirational as well to me as somebody who needs to create more content on Instagram specifically. Uh, it's just amazing to see how consistent you are and you know, just how, how much you just don't stop. I mean, seriously, every single time I open Instagram, I, I see your face and I'm not getting fed up of it. I'm loving the, the content, but why don't you tell us a little bit more about, you know, what kind of content you are creating and you know, how you're going about that. Okay. Good question. So, um, a, a couple a couple months ago, I asked myself the question, like, you know, why am I doing what I'm doing every day? I've been doing lace up for about six years, and um, and 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 I, and, I, and I thought to myself, well, the experiences that I have here every single day could be of benefit to other people, and a side effect of those benefits and of bringing value to the marketplace is obviously we get to earn some customers out of it. So, um, so what I did was I I came up with an idea to kind of document throughout the day what I what I go through. Um, so, so as opposed to it being like general business advice or like motivational advice and stuff, um, basically I just use real experience that I go through every single day and I document those experiences on a, on a, on a, on a notepad that's how simple it is. And, and then every morning I come in, I, I read off the points on that notepad. Uh, those serve as my highlights for the previous day, so to speak. And then I just go one by one and I make a one to two minute video on each point. Okay. Yeah. That, that explains how you're able to sort of produce so much, but why exactly do you produce content? I mean, what made you sit down and say, you know what, the thing that's going to differentiate us from uh, our competitors is to create this kind of content. What is, 
why is that the case? Why are you seeing, you know, and we'll get into the ROI that you're seeing later on, but why do you think that content, and, this, and specifically this kind of content, which for, for people who don't know, it's just a selfie camera. You've got your iPhone out or your Samsung, whatever you're using, and you're doing a selfie video and you're talking to the camera and you're talking about your, your, your day or your week or your goals. What is it about that kind of content that's going to resonate with your target audience, which is, you know, businesses, right? And uh, retailers, LaceUp is a, um, a, a, a direct store delivery software, if I'm not mistaken. So you're targeting manufacturers, retailers, and relatively large companies, right? Yeah, 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 that's correct. So, so on the LaceUp side, basically, we, we offer a couple products. Um, we do direct store delivery, so we service wholesale food and beverage distributors. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, basically, anyone that distributes anything to a supermarket. Okay. So the market the market's pretty substantial and and the goal the goal for the content and and how I think we can we can get some of those customers that our competitors aren't getting is because none of our competitors are doing um none of our competitors are do, first of all none of them are doing content uh, yeah. at all on any scale. Um so so what I've done is I just I just found a way to kind of take my experiences every single day and start posting those on Instagram and I know it's just growing the initial idea was for it to grow organically until, you know, I had a, a decent amount of content on the page. And now at this point to start promoting the page mm-hmm. now, now byproduct of, of individuals like you seeing our page, um, there's other companies that are, that are more catered to what we do. For instance, food companies, they're starting to see our page as well. And they're starting to ask, Hey, what is lace up? Yeah. Yeah. It makes, right? makes total sense. Yeah. So, so I mean, did that answer your question? It does. I mean, and, uh, and, you know, I can say that it's, it's, it's true what you're saying that nobody else in your space is, is producing anything because earlier on I Googled, uh, what is direct store delivery? Right. And it was all of your content came up, all of lace ups content, YouTube videos, nobody else really came up other than Wikipedia. So it's very true that you guys are, you know, at, at the very least the first on the scene. So it's very, very interesting to talk to somebody who's taken that initiative and thought, you know, you maybe you maybe could have thought you know nobody else in my space is doing this maybe there's no value in it maybe my target market isn't going to respond to this and that's why my industry is so is is lacking content but obviously you've gone the other way and you said you know what I'm going to go the the content marketing route and um you obviously you're seeing some some good results right now and you mentioned to me before the call that YouTube is actually your you know a great source of ROI for you so why don't you tell me a little bit about, a little bit about your YouTube uh, strategy right now Sure, sure. So, so YouTube was where it all started. Okay. Um, I, I made my first YouTube video five years ago or six years ago in my backyard with a with a backyard table, and and I took a little printer and, a, and an Android device, and I um I made an invoice and printed it out. To this day, I mean, I think I think that that little video has like eight ten thousand views or something like that. Okay. Um, we posted that to YouTube, and then we shared it to LinkedIn, and and that video on its own was bringing in about two leads every single month, okay. which doesn't sound like much now, but at the beginning, you know, when you're not getting any leads, it's a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So so that's how the idea for YouTube started, and then as as we started getting more names signing up through our landing pages, I realized that if I were able to think up of some content ideas, uh, for instance, like what is direct store delivery. Or, or what is DEX or what is EDI, like these, these general topics that people in our industry know, but there's no resources online to explain to these people what these topics mean. Yeah. Um, once I started doing those videos, then, then real niche customers that are looking for a product started finding them and started reaching out to us as a result. Yeah, makes total sense. One thing I did notice is that, you know, some of your earlier content specifically was, you know, quite, you know, low budget or no budget, right? Again, 
kind of selfie video style kind of thing. No, no specific professional lighting or anything like that. And you, you basically, you put yourself out there, right? And, you know, like you say, none of your competitors are doing that. And it, and it made you guys stand out. But when I talk to my clients about, you know, and even, even potential clients about, you know, taking this route of creating content at scale, including video content, and using that video content to then produce other, other forms of content, repurposing it, you know, they, they sort of, they get shy all of a sudden. You know, they're, they're a big company with, with millions of dollars uh, of revenue, and they get shy. You know, they don't want to put, or they're not sure who to put in front of the camera. They're not sure what they should say in front of the camera. They, they feel like, you know, this sort of selfie style videoing and low budget video is either beneath them or beneath their target market. They just think that, not in an arrogant way, but they just think, you know, will our clients respect us for this kind of content? Will our potential clients, you know, respond and will it resonate with them? Or will we look, you know, unprofessional and, and basic and, and out of touch? You know, what, what's your response to that kind of mentality? Well, I think, I think if you never put yourself out there, you never find out, right? Mm-hmm. And in our case, I mean, I've got customers that reach out to me and say, hey, uh, you know, Lace Up, I know it's, it's a big company. We're a small guy. And, and, I, and I laugh to myself. Obviously, we're not, we're, not, we're not a huge company. I mean, to give you an idea, we've got 25 employees um, here in Miami, but people think we're much larger than we are, even though my, my videos are, are really personal and intimate, right? Shot on an iPhone camera. Yeah. Um, so in reality, what they should all do, if, if it were up to me, I just, I just say, we need to come up with as many different ideas that we can and start putting them out and start getting feedback from our customers and, and potential customers and see what they think about it. Right. And then kind of tweak the approach along yeah. the way until you find what you're really good at and then execute on that over and over and over for a year or two years and you'll be ahead of the market. Mm. Yeah, that's true. I mean, as you said, a year or two years, right? It's not something you can do for a month or two and say, oh, it didn't work. You know, we did it for a couple of months, but it didn't work. This has got to be a long-term consistent thing, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, the way I'm, I'm taking this Instagram thing is, um, yeah. I, again, I wanted to get to a point where I had some substantial content on my, on my, on my page, but now I know it's a five-year game. So I'm not, I'm not in a rush. Yeah. Um, which I, even though even though the it's kind of a grind up, right? I'm I'm accustomed to it because starting this business with it was a grind up. Coming to work every day and getting rejected on cold calls was a grind up. So so making a little video on Instagram is nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm gonna do it over and over and over until I find what clicks and it works. And I think inevitably, just like business and making money, uh, the Instagram will start producing just like our YouTube is and just like our business is. Yeah, I believe you that you're going to keep doing it over and over again because I think it's like six six videos a day at the moment you're producing at the moment for Instagram alone, right? Yeah, it, it, I'm glad it appears that way, but it's not that much. It's it's about <laughs> no. it's about two to three every single day. Okay. Um, I've got that's uh, a lot. Yeah, yeah, and 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 it's honestly it's it's impossible to do it on your own if you're a business owner, as you know. Um, mm-hmm. you need help. Yeah. Uh, so, so I've got one other person. Basically, they take my content, they edit it, they make the captions, and they post it. So, I, my my responsibility is only to make it. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good process you got there. How else do you use? You said you've got twenty five employees. Do you ever tap into their like daily routines, or you ask them to sort of take notes, or from sales calls, or customer experience, or customer service calls, uh, to sort of give you ideas for content, or is it purely from your experiences only? So really good question. Um, at first, none of them wanted to be on camera. So I went, I, I, I went around the office and I was like, hey, look, I'm thinking about doing this Instagram thing. Yeah. And I'm thinking about incorporating the day-to-day of what goes on in the office. So, so there's a couple barriers to entry there. Number one, we're in Miami, so everyone here speaks Spanish. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so that was the first barrier to entry. So will that resonate with the American uh, audience? The answer to that question is no. So now the next question was, okay, how, how could I leverage their experiences every day to make content on my own? Mm-hmm. Um, which is where your idea came in. Basically, I told them, look, anything that happens through during the day, any problem you have, any, any call that you have with a customer, um, any project that you're working on, any topics that come up that are, that are you know, more than a two-second response, I want you to write them down. And at the end of the day, I want you to send me a Hangouts, which is our, sh- our chat uh, platform that we use here. Send me a Hangouts with all those ideas, and then I take mm-hmm. those ideas and I add them to my uh, list of ideas. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, this is something that I, I try to sort of drum into our clients, you know, when it comes to like the marketing team, you know, coming up with ideas for Instagram stories or Instagram posts or even LinkedIn posts, you know, that they need to be more active on where they, you know, they say, you know, we run out of ideas, right? We've got content that we produce, but then what else can we say on top of it? So, you know, the way around that is, you know, the marketing team, the CMO and, and, and the people under them should be you know, reaching out regularly to the CEO, the CFO, the CTO, everybody else is saying, look, whatever issues you guys have, recurring issues that we can speak about, please send us a note, you know, send us, you know, today a customer said this to me about our product. It was really cool. Or a customer today said this about our product and it was a big concern, you know, this sort of um, whatever it may be issue in the industry. You know, these are the actual company itself and the engagements that the company has with outside sources, whether it's a customer, client, partner, whatever it may be, they're fantastic sources of content. So I think, you know, we all need to sort of do that more and just sort of use the connections that the company already has as a source of content. So I think you're, you're right on the money there, Mickey, with, you know, taking things from employees' days and their issues and the conversations they have and, and turning it into content. I think that is precisely what needs to be done more, more often, especially in software companies where, you know, the common... The common theme is we just produce software, we just code, you know, there's not that much to talk about. So these kind of things, these kind of strategies are definitely needed. As for LinkedIn, I know you're big in LinkedIn too, you're big everywhere really, a lot of content everywhere. Um, Do you use the same video content that you record um, like for Instagram or is it separate video content for each platform? Yeah, good question. So so right now, uh, due to time constraints, the way that I've got it set up, is uh, every day I, I do I do one to two YouTube videos which are solely lace up. That's why the the name of the profile is Lace Up Solutions on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and then the lace up with Mickey's more business. Um, at some point I hope to have four accounts. So one lace up with Mickey for business and one mm-hmm. lace up on both uh, Instagram and YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then for LinkedIn, same thing. I've got a lace up company page and a lace up Mickey page. Right. Okay. Um, so, so what what we're doing on LinkedIn is is just taking the the YouTube post for the day and resharing it to LinkedIn, okay. and 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 kind of tweaking the the caption and the tags a little bit to target uh, that audience as opposed to what's on YouTube. Okay. So that's kind of our 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 strategy for LinkedIn at the moment. But but in the near future, the next strategy is going to be um, to repurpose the content that I do on Instagram and put that to the personal lace up page or personal lace up Mickey page on, uh, on LinkedIn. Okay. Makes sense. What tools are you using for this video content? Cause you're, you're, you're recording yourself a lot. Is it just an iPhone? Is there anything else involved? What other software are you using or, or is your employee using to sort of edit it and caption it? Anything, you know, what kind of tools are being used right now? Uh, you're going to laugh. It's, it's a <laughs> tripod that I got at Best Buy. Okay. Um, and apart from that, we use iMovie. iMovie. It. Okay. That, it's a hidden gem, isn't it, iMovie? Because it's got a lot of interesting, you know, and very simple t- 
tools that you can use very, very quickly. I did, I did use it a little bit. Uh, I started using Filmora at one stage when we were vlogging. Uh, but iMovies is a hidden gem. I must admit, it's, uh, it's something that I need to make use of a, a little bit more. And that's, those are the only two things you use, right? You use nothing else. A, a tripod, a phone, and iMovie. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I posted a story about it the other day because I also use some, uh, some lights bought at, at Home Depot five years ago from my house. There you go. So <laughs> something, something that's made us successful in business is we don't invest a tremendous amount of money in anything until we, we can demonstrate that there's a, a, a consistent ROI on it, right? Yeah. Just, just on those, I mean, to give you an idea of those YouTube videos, to give you some numbers, mm -hmm. um, those numbers or that, that, those little one-minute videos um, make us about 100,000 every single month. Wow. And, and you can see I don't have that many views on them. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so that alone drives about a, mil, uh, a million point two a year in revenue to this company on those little YouTube videos. That is amazing. Um, yeah, with filmed and they're all filmed on my iPhone and they're all edited on iMovie. Some <laughs> of them are edited on my iPhone and yeah. that's it. Yeah, that is it's crazy, isn't it? I mean, the amount the amount of times I've heard, you know, the belittlement of this kind of content, you know, in the B2B space, you know, when it comes to sort of, again, tripod, iPhone and iMovies, many, many, many executives will turn around and, and scoff at that and say, that's not going to move the needle. But as you can, as you just said, you know, mil, uh, million plus in revenue from these kinds of videos, this kind of content. Um, how about leads? You mentioned earlier, just, just from a pure leads perspective, when you first started with that first video, you get like two weeks a month, did you say? Mm -hmm. how, what, what does that figure look like now? Um, incoming leads on just YouTube, it yeah. looks like uh, three leads a day. Okay, well, there you go. And, and, and those leads convert, and, and this is good because then you can share it with your audience. So I'll tell you numbers. Mm -hmm. those, those, let's say out of the three, we're able to close two of them. And that's, about, that's about average. And then those two, you're closing at a, a $3,500 all the way up to $15,000 fee, depending on what they do and what they're looking for. Okay. Um, so, so those, those are the numbers roughly. I mean, uh, before, and, and, and it's not like that every single month, to be honest with you. Um, honestly, summer months on, on, I guess, viewership on YouTube decreases a little bit for this type of market. But uh, after the summer, so right now, like, like it's starting to pick back up again. It's about to be July. Like May and June have been super slow on incoming leads. But like around a week ago, it was back up to four or five leads every single day. Right. That's amazing. That is amazing. Um, and you mentioned earlier as well about, you know, the low amount of views you get, right? It's not, we're not talking about viral content here. We're talking about well-positioned, well-targeted content, right? Because you are in a B2B space, you're targeting companies, and really, all you really need to do is target those two or three people in your target market, um, you know, the target uh, account that you want to work with. And that's all you need to do to get these um, sales across the line, essentially. You don't need 10,000 views. You don't need a million views. Just two or 300 views would probably be fantastic for you, as long as those two or 300 people are decision makers in the right companies, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I honestly, I mean, on, on, I think on Instagram, it's a little bit different. Yeah. Um, but but on, on, on platforms like LinkedIn, uh, all I'm trying to do is make extremely targeted uh, videos that are going to target a, a, a niche search. Right yeah. on you on 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 Google. Um, so what is like for instance, what is Dex EDI? Like your average consumer isn't going to look up what is Dex EDI, yeah. but your business professional with a ten million dollar distribution company will look that that search up and will be the only video piece of content available. 
Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. There you go. And that, and there's and there's a tip in there for listeners, right? Produce content that only your target market would search for. So whoever your target market is, whoever that CMO is or CTO is, whichever industry they're in, what kind of content? What's a Google search that only they would choose to uh, search for? So a lot of the time, you know, content marketers will look at, you know, what's the most searched term in my industry, or, or what's the most searched term around my product? Well, that's fine, but. Are, are those most searched terms, are they most popular because, you know, a B2C audience is, is, is searching for them? Is it like end users searching for that or solopreneurs searching for that and very small businesses? Or is it, you know, massive companies, your target market? Is it those guys searching for it? Those are the questions you've got to ask. And sometimes the value is in the, um, the keywords and the key phrases and the long tail keywords that are actually searched for between, you know, zero and 10 times per month. Those are the, that's where the money is, right? Because only those ones, only those search terms are searched by the top guys, the CEOs, the CMOs, CTOs, the companies that know what they're doing um, and they, they know what these terms mean. So, yeah, ta uh, targeting those kind of, you know, high value keywords that a tool like Ahrefs, a tool like uh, SEMrush, they're not necessarily going to tell you that. You need to know your market, you need to know your market, you need to know your target audience and know what that kind of stuff is. And Mickey, you, you obviously do know your, your target audience, so you're, you're, you're hitting the nail on the head. As far as written content, how's that going mm -hmm. for you guys? Are you, are you actually using video to fuel written content or is it like a separate procedure? Honestly, we're not doing any written content. So, so oh, I, cool. think, I, I think, think you guys got a blog there, right? Yeah, yeah, we do. We haven't posted on it. Those, the, the articles you see on that blog were made by myself probably the last one was a year and a half ago. Okay. Um, the, the problem, or I guess the, the, the positive thing, the reason why we haven't done written content is because video just started paying off. Mm -hmm. um, to an extent where it just didn't make sense to continue to invest time. As you know, making written content takes much more time yeah. than making a video. True. Um, so, so basically, it, would, it was going to take me two hours every single day to make a written piece of content versus coming, you know, wherever I'm at, at that moment in time, it takes me maybe 30 seconds to a minute to make the little video. And when I come into the office and I film five, six videos at a time, that's taking me 30 minutes to do those five or six videos. Yeah. There you go. So in other words, don't work for the sake of work, right? If something's working over here, they take you less time. Don't do something else if it's not going to bring the same amount of results. I respect that, even though, you know, my, my core business is written content. So I would always obviously push written content. At the end of the day, somebody like you who's already seeing so much success with, with video, I would only recommend written if you, if you have like the, a significant amount of budget that you can, um, you know, uh, pour into that without sort of flinching basically and keep while keeping your video stuff on on track but if you do ever want to move into the, the written content i think you're in a fantastic position because of all the video content you've also got audio obviously as the, by default you can transcribe that and very easily turn it into written content and now suddenly you can now rank for uh, all this content on the search engines too so starting with video and audio is a brilliant way to to start i think because it makes the transition to written later on so much easier yeah, and that, that's a great that, piece of advice. Yeah, thank you. Is that something that's on the horizon, though, do you think? Or are you going to just stick it out with video content only? No, honestly, honestly, we want to build it up to, to maintain six platforms at a time plus written. The goal's always been to do written. Yeah. It's just, it's just the, 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 the resources available to a business of this size. Mm -hmm. um, basically, as we, as we scale up, right, we bring on more and more people uh, to help. And for a corporation, this would be super simple. Like if I was CMO of a corporation, this job would be, yeah. we'd be able to blow up their social media immediately, right? Because yeah. you have the resources. Yeah. You can put a team of eight people 
that follow you around with the camera like Gary V, right? Yeah. And, and, and make all your content and then do all your written content based on what you on what you talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, but but in, in, in our case, we're, we're starting. Uh, first, we started with YouTube. I had no help. I did everything by myself. Now I've got YouTube and Instagram and I've got a helper. And then next, we're gonna get um, we're gonna get somebody that's gonna be able to transcribe that and do it uh, written for us as well. So that is part of the game plan. Just it's just not happening right this second. Yeah, it's very cool. You mentioned Gary V. Is that like a, a a little goal that you have to have someone following you around full time and and taking down your thoughts and and you know little tidbits of content here and there? Is that something you want to do? Um, honestly, my goal is is to help people, right? Because even though we're at a certain point now, uh, six years into this thing, um, it's still it's still an uphill battle every single day, right? Um, even though even though you get to a certain revenue size and, and you start making a certain amount of money, it doesn't mean that it's any easier. Of course. So my, my goal with the Instagram thing um, has always been to help people. Uh, and, and, and like the money, if money ever comes from that, that's a byproduct of it. I mean, the goal here is, is to help people kind of avoid the same things that happen to me every single day. Everything you see on Instagram is a real thing that happened to me. Yeah. There's nothing that I go, that I put on there that I haven't experienced firsthand that I'm making up. Everything is, oh, it happened to me yesterday. Let me talk about it today on camera. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. got to respect that. Fair enough, man. Okay. Let's move on to the, the quick fire round. Are you ready for it? I'm ready for it. Cool. So what is your favorite social network right now? Favorite social network is Instagram. Yeah, that's that's a given, right? Because yeah. considering how hard you're going on it right now, I think Instagram. And why is it? Is it because you're getting, you know, decent feedback from it? Is it because you see the most potential there? It's because it's the most targeted, I think, right? I think mm. it's the only platform, like even me personally as a user, it's the only platform that I can go on and see the exact content that I want to see. I mean, I think YouTube's excellent as well. Yeah. I would say I would say I spend the most time on YouTube, to be honest with you. Um, I, but, but I don't n- normally consider YouTube a social network. But if we were considering a social media outlet, then it's YouTube first and then Instagram. Um, just because of the targeting. I mean, they, they know our, everything. I Like, for instance, on YouTube, you know, you go watch a video. I go watch Grant Cardone and that guy, they got 86 Grant Cardone videos along the side and I sit there all day watching these damn videos, you know? Yeah, I, I've done that yeah. way too many times myself, to be fair. <laughs> so uh, the, the next uh, question is, is relevant. Whose content do you consume the most right now? So that could be Grant Cardone, it could be Gary Vee, it could be a podcast, it could be someone's Instagram feed, whoever it may be. Whose content do I consume the most? Um, I, I think there's a few. Uh, I, I can't tell you based on minutes because really I just watch whoever's video is up at the moment. I mean, I normally consume content in the mornings and in the evenings. Okay. Uh, mornings more than ever. So morning, uh, wake up, shower content, gym content, and then come to work and then no content until the evening again. Um, okay. So so in the morning, the content that I consume is normally uh, Gary Vee, Grant Cardone, Ed Milet. Um, I, I watch a guy that talks about cryptocurrency a lot because I'm into that. Okay. Um, but that's about it. Those are the four the four main channels that I watch. Okay, cool. I'm a big, I'm a big uh, Gary Vee fan and, and Grant Cardone is pretty, pretty slick as well. Um, okay, one final tip for content marketers. So content marketers, specifically in the software space, since that's your specialty, my specialty, if, they, if you can give them one tip, what would it be? Um, you have to build a, a, something called content equity, right? You have to put in content and create content every single day and put it out into the universe every single day. So let me put it this way. If you put out you know, three pieces of content every single day, times 365 days a year, mm-hmm. right? You're, you're putting out over, you know, 1,200 or whatever, 1,000 pieces of content. Yeah. Um, and if your competition's not doing it and you start five years ahead of them, 
right? What's going to happen is uh, five years from now, obviously you have six or 7,000 pieces of content and they have one. So you build a competitive advantage and kind of a monopoly over content in whatever space you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, so the goal that what, what, what I want everyone to get out of this is start doing, start, start putting out content every single day. Um, and, and in 10 years from now, you'll be the only, you'll be, you'll be the monopoly in the marketplace. There's going to be nobody that can touch you because my generation isn't like the old boy generation that wants a sale face to face. My generation wants to go online, view a piece of content, make their buying decision based on that piece of content. So that's kind of my advice. Perfect. That is golden advice. It's golden advice. And it's advice that I need to, I need to uh, take on board as well. And I think many, 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 many software vendors need to take on board. Uh, Mickey, thanks so much for coming on the show. Honestly, I, I, was, I was really excited to have you on because you're, you're such a, a practitioner. You're not just someone who talks. If anybody who goes and, and searches you up on, on Instagram or YouTube, you they will see that you are a practitioner of content marketing. It's how it should be done. And I think the, the advice you've given us today is, is right on the money. So how can our listeners find you online if they want to see your content? Yeah, so, so Instagram's at laceup, L-A-C-E-U-P with Mickey, M-I-C-K-E-Y. And then um, if you want to see what I'm doing on YouTube, even though it's really niche to, to our market, it's at Lace of Solutions is a, is a YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, but, but, but you can kind of look at what I'm doing regarding the actual content itself and kind of replicate that in your business, especially if you're in a software as a service business where you do demos and presentations technically. Yeah. It'll really help increase your revenue. Absolutely. And that's the thing. I do really recommend people do check out um, your YouTube channel because it is niche. It's, too, it, it's not... Nobody, no, nobody listening to my podcast will, will be able to uh, get value from the content itself because we're not your target market. But what you can do, guys, is go and look at just how well um, the, the content is targeted towards LaceUp's target market. You can see the kind of niche questions they've asked and answered. And that's where the value is. That's the kind of content you want to be creating. You've been great. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Uh, thanks again. And I hope to have you on again soon. Kaya, thank you so much for your time, brother. I appreciate no it. No problem at all. Guys, thank you for listening to Content and Caffeine. If you enjoyed this episode, remember to share it with your friends and your colleagues. And please remember to rate and review us on iTunes or whichever app you're listening to us on. If you're looking for show notes, head over to wordify.co forward slash podcast. And I'll see you again next week.